0: is your emergency broadcast system it's time for the hashtag is with the beer podcast business as you've never heard before this is an acs executive production now belt up and shut up it's going to be a bumpy flipping ride may god be with you all Welcome, once again, to the podcast that shows no shame, is unapologetic, we're authentic, and damn straight raw. This is the hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast. It is business as you've never heard before. Don't act like you're not impressed. And I am your host, the Bearded One, which by the way, he's the oldest way in history of saying my genetics are better than yours. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines, I am Kerfey Smith. Now, before we get into the show, make sure you listen to us on all amazing platforms besides Anchor. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and basically every platform out there. Jesus, these guys are freaking everywhere. You can also subscribe to future episodes. Hey, help financially support the show. You can do that by going to BizWithBeard. just hit the button that says listener support, or email me directly to be your title sponsor, or to be our title sponsor, at curfee at acsexec.com. And do not forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, or our YouTube channel. So, there's no guest today, but that doesn't mean I am... Not going to mention my friends at Coon Beard Products. You may be asking yourself, how does Kurfee have such an awesome beard? He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Well, it's basic, it's simple. I use Coon Beard Balm and Beard Oils. And here's what's cool about Coon Box, man. They recently launched this uh, monthly subscription box called the Coon Box every month, you get $60 worth of products delivered for free for only $29 a month. Now, as a hashtag Biz with Beard listener, Coon is going to hook up all of our bearded or future bearded listeners by giving them you your first month free when you sign up for CoonBox. Just go to CoonBox.com, use the code bizbeard, that's B-I-Z space beard, B-E-A-R-D if you need help spelling that, when you sign up. That's a $60 value, absolutely free. That's coombox.com, the code BIZBEARD, and get your first month free. It's time to get your beard on. Now that I've given my beauty secrets away and I've been exposed, let's jump in the show. I wanted to jump on the podcast today because I recently read a Facebook post that really got under my skin. This post was about a youth hockey tournament. And by <laughs> the title of the show, your kid sucks. You, kind of, you can kind of tell where the show's going to go. This is, this is this is one where the beard is going to go off. Put that shit on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, like I said, this post was about a youth hockey tournament that recently happened in the St. Louis market. Uh... About a week or so ago, before all this COVID nineteen stu- stuff started happening, and now all sports are canceled. Um, so, great way for these kids to end this. Um, look, I, what I'm going to do? I, I'm, I just want to read you some of this post, this Facebook post that that I read, and just it, you know, I'm just going to say it. It really pisses me off. And the post wasn't directed at me, and it wasn't a parent ranting about their kid. I mean, I, mean, what? I mean, it was a parent ranting, but it wasn't about their kid. And usually when I see a parent rant on social media, it's usually like some helicopter parent complaining about how their world is unfair to their kid and the coach doesn't play them, blah, blah, blah. Not this one. So before you know, we try to guess what this is, let, let, let me just read to you this social media post from this parent, all right? Here we go. Um... And I'm not going to mention the team here. So let's just say, the the team played a great tournament this weekend. And after a long, hard season, they didn't win many games. All right, so I'm going to pause right here, right? As from what I could tell, this mom is describing that her team, or her son's team that he's on, is just an average team. They've lost a few close games this year. However, they came to this tournament, and it sounds like they've excelled to the point that they were supposed to play in the championship game. So this is where it it gets good. She writes, On Saturday night after the game, which I assume this was the game they wanted to qualify for the championship game, on Saturday night after their game, they were told that they were too good. Let me repeat that. They were too good and not allowed to play in the championship game. But they could play in the consolation game, and they would get them some medals. And I'm going to call out the tournament here. I I don't give a shit. The Big Bear Tournament staff told their team this as well, as the other team that was seated second place, which that's right, They told the team seated in the first position and second position that they would not be allowed to play in the championship game because they're too good. What the F? Exactly what he just said. Let's go back and read this once again. They were too good and not allowed to play in the championship game. Folks, what the hell has our world come to? I mean, seriously, what in the hell has our world come to? When I read this, like me, you're probably wondering, why were they not allowed to play in the championship game that they rightfully earned by beating the other teams? Did the league feel the other team's safety was maybe at risk? I mean, keep in mind, this is a team has not dominated all year long from what I can gather from the social media posts that they've actually struggled. So I don't think safety was an issue. No, but here's the answer. Here's what she writes. She writes, It was found out that some of the parents of the other teams that were beat complained to the Big Bear tournament staff. And yes, I'm calling you out Big Bear tournament staff about our team being better than theirs and they should not be allowed to play. Mind you, the Big Bear Tournament staff has to approve the roster and approve the team for the tournament prior to the entry. This is prior to taking their money for the tournament entry. The Big Bear Tournament staff approved our team and the roster and took their entry fee, took their entry fee, which isn't cheap, and the Big Bear Tournament decides which level to put the team the team doesn't decide that. So, one, sounds like, okay, regardless, you know, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Regardless if the Big Bear tournament, regardless if they messed up and they didn't put the right team in the weather, they, they do the best they can. I get this. Running these, organ, these uh, tournaments are not easy, and they do their best to make sure everybody's in the right brackets, what have you. Regardless, who gives a shit? I mean, who really gives a crap? These are little kids. There was no risk, in anybody's safety. No, you know what the answer to this is. I'm gonna give it to you right here. Are you ready? The reason these kids, who rightfully earned to play in the championship game, didn't get play in the championship game, the answer is, mommy and daddy are upset that little Johnny Hockey Stick got his ass handed to him by someone better and didn't like how it felt. That's it. I'm astonished by this I, I when I read this I was blown away I'm like you know and you know I have kids that play competitively and play at a very high level and played at very high levels. my son recently just um, he's been playing for travel teams throughout the Midwest in soccer for a long time ever since he was a young child wasn't always a starter actually struggled at times. Here's a good story about my son. I'm going to give you a good story about my son. My son played in a lower divisions traveling soccer team. And he was great from a statistics standpoint. And I love you, Gage. And you know the story because we talk about it. You were on this travel soccer team, and they played at a much lower level than other travel soccer teams. And you were a little bit more advanced, and he was. And he dominated. He was a league scorer. You know, he was doing things that, were, you know, in this type of league, we're a little above and beyond. So we decided that let's see what he can do at the next level. So we took him to the next level, the highest level, and took him to one of the best teams in the area. Actually, took him to two teams. One team they didn't allow him to be on because they've had the same team together for so long, and they even though he was good enough to be on the team, he we didn't want to really break up the parents and all that had been traveling together. <laughs> my kind of team, Charlie. It's my kind of team. You're telling me my son was good enough to be on the team, but we don't want to hurt kids' feelings. Okay, whatever. Screw that. Anyway, that's not part of the story. So we, he went to this other team, and he actually made the other team. And uh, the funny story is, they beat the other team a couple times after that. Anyway, so we made this other team, and he went from being the star of the team to barely making the team. And struggled for years making the starting lineup. Right? Now, you can go to his coach, who coached him all those years, and ask his coach. How many times did the beard, how many times did Curfee complain that Gage isn't getting starting time? This is the bullshit of all bullshit, you scumbag. Ask it, sir. How come Gage isn't getting a fair shot? I tell my kids, you want it, you earn it. You put in the extra time. Nobody's going to hand you anything. And it took him a long time to get that. He loved soccer and he would go to every single practice and, you know, he would practice a little bit. And it wasn't until later, uh, I think around his freshman year in high school is when he started to realize, hey, man, I got to put in some more effort. And he did. And, uh, you know, and I'm proud of him today because he did uh, accept an offer to uh, play soccer at the next level in college. And, uh, you know, all those years were, you know, us traveling, um, me, his, uh, my wife, his, uh, my ex-wife, his, you know, stepdad, uh, taking him to all these tournaments throughout the Midwest, uh, seems like it's going to pay off and, you know, congratulations to him, but never, not once during his 18 years in soccer, did I complain About something that he was passionate about. And wasn't excelling in. Or complained to the coach. So I'm astonished. That a mom and dad. Would go. To a tournament. And complain. That their son. Got their ass beat by a better team that shouldn't be in their bracket therefore since that team shouldn't be in our bracket we should be the ones to play for the championship game what the heck are they talking about let's put this into perspective college football 120 something teams in college football There is a huge gap in talent between team number 120 something, and let's just say it, the Alabama Crimson Tide. There's a huge gap in talent I would probably say between team number 10 and the top five teams, such as Alabama. But you don't see, when the college football playoff time comes, when Alabama beats Clemson to play in the National title game, that a bunch of people from South Bend, Indiana cry that Alabama's too good, therefore, Notre Dame and Utah should play in the National Championship game. Why? Because they... Didn't earn it. If you want to play in the championship game, if you want to make the team, if you want to have a winning season, if you want to make the starting lineup, practice. Harder. Practice smarter. What these parents have done is insane. It is this snowflake mentality, this participation trophy era that we live in. I hate participation trophies. I hate second place trophies. I don't hate. I I take that. I don't hate second place trophies. Third place trophies, throw them in the garbage. You won a trophy, get to the championship game. A third place trophy means you lost. It's a false sense of entitlement that you deserve something and you were rewarded something. For losing, and what these parents have done is instilling that in their kids. Because I know I've been around these parents; I've seen them. Um, I'm not one of those parents. You know, listen. You know, I, I went through a divorce, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the step, I'm the dad that shows up to the games, and I and I sit. Just away from everybody else. Just kind of my own because I want to enjoy my kids. I don't want to really get involved. I'm not there to travel with the other parents. I really don't care for that. It's not that's not me. I'm there to focus on my child and to focus on the game. And that's it. I could care less about the other stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. If people want to do that, that's great. And you know, you, you know, establish some friendships there and have a good time. Dot, dot, dot. That's just not me. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I've been there I traveled with these people And I listen Believe me I observe These people are nuts They're crazy Mommy and dad Are upset The little Susie soccer shoes Didn't get a call Little Johnny Hockey Stick. Just got his ass kicked. Lost 15 to nothing. Get him a body bag! Yeah! All right. You You don't want to get your ass beat 15 to nothing. Practice harder, Johnny. You don't tell your kid, that's not fair, they were better than you. How is that not fair? They're the same age as you are. Practice more. Work with your coaches more. You don't like the way that feels? Do something about it. See that? Pure power. You could use a nickel's worth, Junior. But I'm not gonna do it for you, and neither should your parent. We, we, there's a saying out there that drives me bananas. And it's a saying that I think derived. I don't know. I need to look it up actually when it derived um, a saying that, you know, Oh, well I work really hard because I want to give my kids more than what I had growing up. That's one of the biggest pieces of bullshit I've ever heard. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. I think that saying derived back in the 1920s and beyond that, when shit, people didn't have much. They literally didn't have much There were no jobs. People were in bread lines. I mean, living on uh, you know houses, one room houses, dirt floors. And that's why people wanted to work hard to give their kids more. Now more is oh, I'm not just going to get a car. I want to get a brand new 2020 Corvette. What the flip are we doing to our kids, people? why does your child and, and grant hey if you want to give them that because you have the means to do it i'm not going to argue that i am going to argue that actually i am you're not doing them any favors and maybe that's the life you want to give them that you do want to provide for them the rest of their lives and that's fine if that's what you're going to do then you need to own it own what's about to come down the road that's fine I have a client, small business, under $50 million in revenue, he has the means, actually he's in the automotive industry, has the means to give his child any car he wants. You know what he did? Give her a $9,000 Hyundai. <laughs> I respect that. He could do more. He knows... He has the means, but he didn't because you know why this guy, he's driven. he has been driven. He wants to instill that winning attitude in his kids. He wants them to earn everything that he earned. He takes care of them. He buys them nice clothes. They have a nice home. Very nice home. Home much nicer than most people's. But when it comes to the other stuff around that child's life. It's not just given. It's earned. And these parents. How could you even cheer for your child? Up on the podium. After winning the championship game that they didn't deserve to be in. How do you, at night, live with yourself? That's probably a little harsh. Live with yourself. A lot of people live with their self. A lot of evil people in this world do a lot of things they think it's fine. But you're not doing your kids any favor. Your kids hear what you're saying. They hear how you act. And all they're going to do is take that exact exact type of behavior they're seeing from you and take it with them the rest of their lives. And when they don't get the promotion they thought they should have got, they're going to blame everybody else but themselves. Little Johnny Hockey Stick. Had a great tournament this weekend. We went down to St. Louis and we lost two games. But, but due to us complaining, he got a medal. And was crowned the champion. Yay, Mom and Dad. What the hell are we doing, people? What the hell are we doing to our kids? My dad... My dad, God rest his soul, I miss him. Old farmer, quiet. People remember him driving around town in his truck, and his hat. There goes Milt. I'll tell you one thing, Milt never once, went to any of my coaches, never once complained at a tournament because Kerfee lost. I remember, actually, I remember, you wanna talk about uh, false sense of entitlement? We all go through it. I remember this, seventh grade year, basketball team. We went, lost our first game of the year, went undefeated the rest of the season. Won the championship in the conference, went on to win the uh, tournament, crown champions. Starter for the team. I didn't score a lot, but I was a starter. Played point guard, guard, I think. Next year, eighth grade comes. Little Curfee Smith didn't grow much. Little Curfee Smith didn't go through puberty like the rest of his team, his uh, <laughs> friends did. Uh, little Curfee Smith was still little. And... Uh, Little Kirby Smith wasn't strong enough to make the starting lineup anymore. And Little Kirby Smith was thought he was entitled to that starting spot the previous year and didn't work on the offseason. So what did Little Kirby Smith do? Yeah, I was upset. I remember there's times i coming home from practice wanting to quit the team. Crying. You think Milt put up with that shit? You think Milt... Drove over to the school? Talked to mister Mansfield? And demand the little curfee play more? Nope. Little Milt pointed the basketball hoop outside and says You wanna start? You wanna be a better basketball player? Get quit crying inside the house and get outside and start working for it and i did puberty eventually hit i had a new healthy attitude and from there on never lost a starting position again And when I felt that position was going to be taken away from me, put my nose down, worked hard not to give it up. Actually, I think there was one time I did lose it. And I busted my ass. It pissed me off. It didn't piss me off because I thought someone was taking something from me and it wasn't fair. It pissed me off because I knew... I was letting myself down. I knew that I was losing grip of something, not because of somebody else taking something from me. It's because someone else was working harder than I was, and I should have known better. And so in order to prevent that from happening, as my good friend John Miller would say, stack the chip on my shoulder. I made sure I didn't lose it. People, stories like this are not good for anybody. They are not good for your children. They're not good for you. They're not good for our society. Sports are amazing. All my children play sport. Some are good. My 16-year-old is a freaking phenom. She's an athlete that just excels at this time in her life. And excels at a level that I've never seen before. My son, who's going on to play college soccer, he excels. Not at the level that my other child does. And then I have another daughter who's the twin of my oldest, She loves sports, but she doesn't excel like they do because she doesn't really want to. And that's okay. She does it for the exercise. She does it. I mean, she wants to win, but I don't think it's important to her, and that's okay. And I don't push her. I don't tell her. You have to perform at this level every time. If she doesn't have that in her head, why would I do that? Maybe it's not her thing. Maybe her thing is something else. We've had that discussion many times. So instead of me getting upset when she comes across the finish line, I'm there to hug her, give her a high five, ask her how she's feeling. Tell her I'm proud of her for finishing. Cause these are the lessons that sports can do for you. Sports teach our lessons, how to play a game, how to work with the team, how to build a strong bond with individuals that you can depend on, to be able to work with them how to develop yourself through strategizing and implementing a plan by working together and coming out victorious or losing and learning why you lost. Sports are great to teach kids how to work hard for something and that it's not some type of gratification that you're going to get by showing up. If you get something that easy, there's something wrong. And if you think by jacking around and having, here, here one thing I hate about sports. If you think, if you're showing, if your kid's showing up to play their sport and showing up to practice, to get the snack lit time and <laughs> sign their name up on the snack list. I hate I hate snack lists. When I see this, I just want to throw those things out. I don't even want to sign up. For, I I can't stand those. I don't, I don't. There's something about it make I it just drives me bananas. I I guess it's okay up until maybe six or seven. You know, I guess depending on what. But if we're a travel team, take your snack list and shove it. I, I hate that stuff. Um, I'm sorry, getting off off the topic there. Um, at the end of the day, as parents, we need to ki- teach our kids how to lose, and what are the lessons that come from it. In business, there are problems every single day. You are gonna face. Obstacles, losses, every single day. How do you think your kid's going to handle that? Are they going to take the problem, the issue, the loss, analyze it, determine what the gap is between what they wanted to happen and what actually happened, and come up with a plan to make sure it doesn't happen again? Or is little Johnny Hockey Stick gonna whine and cry and blame everybody else around him for why his department or his performance isn't up to par? As I said, there's nothing more gratifying than watching your kid develop from game to game, season to season, year to year. I mentioned, I have one child, she was a phenom. She wasn't always that way. I actually, I was having a discussion tonight with uh, a neighbor of mine talking about her and how, if you would have told me four years ago, this child had the opportunity to play at a high level, competitively, in college, Division One, hopefully, I would have told you you're crazy. <laughs> God love her. She looked like a stumbling deer when she ran. <laughs> and she'll admit it. Maybe she won't. She's probably listening. Probably not. Hopefully not. She looked like a new baby deer half the time when she was running out there. Gangly looking, like a giraffe. Cute as hell, though. (laughs) Well, that same child came in her own. A couple years later, goes down to state. And four vents is now ranked in the AAU circuit in track as an all-American high jumper. And she probably has only competitively high-jumped. Less than seven meets. <laughs> it's insane. But that's the joy, to watch your child develop, and not everyone's child's gonna develop like that. Like I said I have four, four other kids, two at a such a young age. I have no idea what they're gonna be like. I can I can kind of see, but you don't know. But we as parents need to step back. If you want your kid to have a medal. If you want your kid standing on the podium, if you want your kid to have that ribbon wrapped around their body as they come across the finish line, if you want your kid to cut down the net, you don't go complain. in order for your child to get a trophy. No, when your child comes off that field after getting his ass handed to him 15 to nothing, and he's crying, you take your finger, you put it up under his chin, and you tell him or her, chin up, wipe the tears. If you don't like the way that felt, what are you going to do to never feel like this again? Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. And I may mention my other child, the one that, uh, you know, she likes to run track. She likes cross country. And when we, we had that discussion. what do you, is, do you want to be the best out here? Is it your goal? Are you willing to put in the work to do that? If not, that's fine. I'm okay with that. If your objective is to be out here socially and you could still learn a team environment. But if that's your objective is to be out here socially to get exercise, that's that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't come crying to me about losing or finishing not where you wanted to finish. I take that back, actually not finish, not finish ahead of somebody else. No, you can cry when you know you've put in 110% effort all year long. And you have grinded and grinded and grinded, Has shown up to every practice early, has stayed late, has worked in the off season, obtained a coach outside, put in the blood, sweat, and tears, experience the pain of injury, experience the recovery of it, to come back, go to the championship game, and lose, when you put all that in, yeah, I'll let you cry. If you're playing the first round of a hockey tournament in St. Louis, Missouri and you just got your ass handed to you 15 to nothing and you're more worried about the snack list and what's on the your dietary plan off that snack list for the week more than you are about fine-tuning your skills don't you cry. And parents Provide the snack list. I'm gonna get in trouble for ripping on these snack lists. (laughs) For, For those who complain that somebody's better than your kid, that they embarrass them, you're an embarrassment. You're a total embarrassment. If you can't handle loss, if you can't handle your kid losing, and it sucks. I hate seeing my kids lose, especially I know when they put in the effort. That sucks. They didn't lose even when they put in the effort because of anybody else. It wasn't the referee's fault. I've been in those situations where I've seen, you know, referees make a bad call. And I've heard my kid complain a couple times because they'll get here from another kid or, um, you know, even a coach that I don't agree with. Man, if that coach didn't or if that referee would have made a better call, we would have won the game. No, dude, I'm sorry. You're at we lost 45 to 10. That one call didn't do shit. That one call. Didn't make up for the five fumbles your team did. Didn't make up for the missed blocks. Didn't make up for the poor tackling. That referee was not the reason you lost. You lost because you weren't prepared. You lost because, I wouldn't say this to my kid, the truth is you sucked. That's it. That's why you lost. If you don't want to suck anymore, put in the time, put in the effort. Put in the grind. Parents, we need to teach our kids how to lose. And the lessons that come from it. We all should learn from our failures. And we learn... Here's the thing. We learn more from our failures than our actual successes. We need to teach our kids... I don't care how great things are going for you right now. It's not going to always be that way. A failure is coming. But that doesn't mean you can't keep succeeding. No, we need to teach our kids that it's okay. What are the lessons we learn from that failure? How do we lose gracefully? How do we become good sports from it? How do you grow from it? How do you take that feeling you have in your gut watching another individual on that podium raise that trophy? We need to take that feeling pull it off her kids and say, you don't like this? You hate looking at this? You hate this feeling? Then let's do something about it. The way parents of the little Johnny hockey stick responded to their kid getting beat It's a disgrace, not just to sports, but it's just a disgrace to competitiveness everywhere. You should be ashamed of yourself. The staff at this tournament should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. I would never go back to that tournament and I would tell them exactly why. There is no other excuse besides that. I know a lot of you might not agree with what I'm saying on here. That curfe's too hard. He's too mean. How did you really treat his kids that way? I don't, my, my kids will tell you that I tell them I love them every single day. And I support them in their decisions. But in the day, I always tell them it's your decision. I will help guide you, but it's your decision. And do not let me, my wife, your mom, your stepdad, your grandparents influence you in your decisions in life. They're yours. I will do my best to foster an environment to help you succeed. And at times of my life I've done a great job of that and at times of my life I haven't. And I own that. Folks, thanks for listening. Adieu, adieu. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Before I sign off, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show at anchorfm bizwithbeard then share it with your friends on all your social media pages. Don't forget, while you're on Anchor, subscribing, like you should, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode, being the title sponsor, and help support the show, all I have to do is hit listener support, and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? Also remember that all hashtag biz with the beard listeners are going to be hooked up with my friends at Coon Beard Products. All you have to do is go to CoonBox.com. Use the code BIZBEARD when you sign up. This show is in the books, but never fear. The beard will always be here. Until next time, same beard time, same beard channels. Thank you for listening to hashtag BIZWITHTHEBEARD. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Have a successful day. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you could drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you were very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30 minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.